I was teaching people how to use identification in their Facebook ads with how to choose the proper scenery, how to choose the proper environment, how to choose the proper people in the ad that's going to resonate with their ideal audience. But if I made a video, how to leverage identification in your Facebook ads, it would get such little views because it doesn't appeal to their desire. Today, I'm sitting down with Nick Therio, who specializes in Facebook advertising for his clients. Now, Facebook ads isn't going to be the main thing we're talking about. Today, we're actually talking about how he managed to grow his agency purely through YouTube videos and his exact creative process, his idea process, as well as how he finds the right videos to shoot. So there's a whole lot of that and more in today's podcast. I'm Nikita from AspectAgency.com and let's get into it. What's going on? Uh, oh, Nick, um, what's funny is I you had me on your, like on your YouTube channel the first time and as soon as... I was done with that. I was like, I could probably do this myself. So I started my own podcast slash show slash interview channel. But how's it going, man? Dude, it's been going pretty good. Yeah, I know it's been a few months since uh, we've last spoke and everything like that. Um, it's it's funny because like podcasting is like not actually that hard. You know, it's 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 just two people having a conversation. I thought it was funny the other day I saw a tweet that said, hey, imagine a podcast where it's like people went to dinner and sat down, but with no mics <laughs> or cameras. It was like, well, yeah, that's just a normal freaking conversation. <laughs> yeah. No, we need to, you need to record as much content as possible whenever you're outside of the house. Otherwise, like you're wasting your life. You know, that that goes back to like the old Gary V days of like, just record everything. And I remember like the 2015 version of myself that like heard that content 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 so like i would literally like upload my whole workout to instagram stories workout like everything i would eat that day everything i was doing that day to where like i looked like one of those little girls on instagram with like a hundred stories every day and then now i upload like three youtube videos a week and i'm doing substantially better when it comes out to like being like a social media influencer quote unquote assertive cool yeah and you know it's I think a lot of people don't realize this. It's it's quality over quantity in that aspect right there. And I'm curious in your thoughts on that too. <laughs> yeah, dude. I I used to be that way where I would upload like a Snapchat story like once an hour, but like way back when I was doing that. And it really did come down to that whole like Gary, because that's when I found out about Gary Vee as well, like 2014, 2015. But yeah. it wasn't necessarily on like entrepreneurship or anything like that. It was just bullshit. But it is, you are right when it comes down to quality over quantity, because once I started to narrow in on the, on the content that I'm doing, whether it's like on YouTube or long form on newsletter or on, on Twitter, that's when I started to see actual returns come in and clients come through and, you know, start to wonder like what I'm doing or what my services are, because I actually put in the effort to give out really good information on those channels. So you're doing Twitter. I, that's originally where we connected out on Twitter. Yep. And then I know you kind of started branching out on YouTube, Instagram reels and everything like that. Which one are you seeing the most success with right now? Um, Twitter has been huge. So I'm actually now taking everything that I did on Twitter onto LinkedIn to, cause that's a more professional network. Nice. Um, so that seems like a no brainer and it's as well as it's easier to schedule with like tweet hunter and Taplio. So it's just like schedule two at once. Why not? 
Um, YouTube, I've been seeing a lot of leads come through there. And reels or short form content, not really anything. I know you had your own experiments with that um, in the past, but I've done it for like three to four months now consistently, and I'm not seeing any results come through it. So I think I might just cut it out over the next week or so. And are you talking about cutting out all of it or are you cutting out just a specific platform? Probably just all the videos that involve me recording by myself. Um, when it comes down to shows like this on like if I have a guest on, I'm going to have those be published on, on my profiles because that's just easier. But anything that involves me recording or going out of my way to script the videos and then record them. Um, nice. Yeah, it's just not worth it in my opinion or I've just noticed like usually I don't want to spend a month doing something because that's not enough feedback uh, or you don't have enough time for feedback but after like three to four months is usually when I see okay is this working is this not working mm. um, and that's when I cut things out so I think that's the reason why I want to cut out like the short form content side of things gotcha okay and do you believe it's the quantity of the content or the quality of the content that's not there it's probably quality quality yeah because i'm putting one out a day and it's just like the quality could be better but i don't want to focus like five hours on like one reel or one tiktok when i could spend that time on youtube and that's way more evergreen and way like it has a higher chance of success yeah that's that's what i love about youtube and you know for those who are watching right now if you really have no fucking clue like who I am and, and whoa, I am on this show right now. Um, again, my name is Nick Terrio. I, uh, yeah, I, I just, I grow brands online. I, I basically come into your business and I become like a growth partner in an aspect right there. Um, and we help you create, we have a very unique way to create ads that convert a little bit more predictability than, you know, your typical Facebook advertiser. And that's how we kind of like help brands grow in that case right there. And uh, we also do a little bit of consulting for like, hey, you know, you need to get your shit together for email and SMS and I'll, you know, refer it to, you know, like your special host right here. I'll refer to him a few deals in that case right there, or maybe you need to get some CRO done and stuff like that. So, um, but I actually do have a YouTube channel as well, my side. Um, I don't know, we probably do, a little, I think we're like just over about 12,000 subscribers now. Um, this is actually like my fifth YouTube channel in my life I've started. So that's also the funny part about it too. So YouTube, I love YouTube because you almost never, like, like if I go and post a picture on Instagram or post a story, you have a shelf life about 24 hours. Yeah. Whereas YouTube, you know, I posted a video. This is when I first understood the value of YouTube was when 2018-ish, I literally sat down my little 13-inch laptop. I didn't even record my face. And I literally just turned screen record on, filmed a quick video on how to set up a bid cap campaign on Facebook, uploaded it, and then it got like 10,000 views on it. And over the course of like two years, and I've never uploaded another Facebook ad video after that. And clients saw it, reached out to me, and I closed my first ever high ticket deal, which was $5,000. And that client actually kept on with me for like a year and a half after. So like that deal was worth almost 100K from that one video I posted two years back. So YouTube is very powerful in the sense right there with that like search engine aspect because you oh, yeah. just consistently keep getting views, whereas tweets, stories, reels, 
Like, yes, you might have that reel that might blow up here and there, but it dies so quick. It doesn't stay on for years to come. Whereas if I create a really good video on how to create a Facebook ad in 2023 and someone searches how to create Facebook ads in 2023 and I get above my competition, I'm going to have endless volume the rest of the year in that aspect right there, which that's probably what fascinates me the most about YouTube and why YouTube works so well in that case. Dude, absolutely. I had a, uh, I was roommating with a buddy actually that is also in the same niche, but he focuses on Shopify. I don't know if you've heard of the guy named Casual Commerce, Jake. No. But um, he basically specializes in Shopify setups, apps, etc. I had him on the show a few weeks ago, actually. It's, it's, it was a really good episode. And he focuses mainly on getting all of his traffic from SEO YouTube. So like all of his videos are SEO optimized and there's a lot of um, back-end tricks that you can do there. But he mainly gets all of his traffic from YouTube to then get Shopify affiliate um, commissions and then also sponsorships on the video for specific app integrations. And that's his main nice. hustle. So it's like just uploading videos, obviously they have to be good quality and the topic has to be really well researched and well talked about. But YouTube it just seems to be a great way to generate revenue for your agency or for anything that you're selling pretty much. Now, what's your experience been like on the YouTube side of things where like how much emphasis do you put on the SEO versus like the virality of it? Because you know you obviously have your search plays, but then you also have your um, browse browse views. Yeah, so I have some really interesting things around the YouTube side. Um, I have my own interesting approach I take to it, but then I also had a uh, YouTuber of ten million subscribers sit down with me for a few consulting calls, and like I've learned a lot of shit from him as well too. So. You know, the easiest way is just go like straight with the idea first. So like once you get the idea first, you know, let's say, for example, I know a lot of people on here probably are familiar with Facebook ads and probably have maybe ran some Facebook ads in their lifetime at one point. You first need to understand like what your main market's desire in that case right there. So like the highest rated uh, keyword for me is scaling Facebook ads mm-hmm. because one, from an agency perspective, I want people who want to scale Facebook ads. I do not want people who are looking up Facebook ads for beginners, okay? Because scaling Facebook ads means you're already running Facebook ads. Facebook ads for beginners means you're probably even set up a campaign yet, okay? So I focus on the desire of people wanting to scale their Facebook ads. So all of my titles are around large numbers of with a specific strategy because it's going to appeal to those people who can scale Facebook ads Here's the technique you need to follow that's going to get you here, okay? So the second part of it is then you need to figure out the level of market awareness people have to that specific strategy. So like the other day, I was teaching people how to use identification in their Facebook ads with how to choose the proper scenery, how to choose the proper environment, how to choose the proper people in the ad that's going to resonate with their ideal audience. But if I made a video, how to leverage identification in your Facebook ads, it would get such little views because it doesn't appeal to their desire, okay? Yeah. But it will help them. So in that case right there, they're problem aware, not solution aware, okay? Solution aware would be like, they know they need to use identification to scale their Facebook ads. So I used a problem aware title. How to scale your Facebook ads with this one simple trick in 2022, give 10x return. Then all of a sudden, I appeal to that problem 
because a problem where they're aware of the problem, but they're not aware of the solution. So I yeah. appeal to that problem and I appeal to that desire they have. And then I said, Hey, I had this problem too. You know, here's why you're having that problem. Here's the solution to it. Here's why that solution works. And here's how to do it. And that's how I basically form all of my content. So um, I have a lot of videos that's like simple trick, you know, do this to improve your Facebook ads, 10x performance, um, little known secret, all appeal to the desire of scaling Facebook ads, but all also appeal to the problem aware market, which can be much larger than a solution aware market right there. Okay. That's going to give me more views. And I can also provide a lot of value because I talk about things that no one else is talking about. And, you know, and I'm not saying that just to my own horn. I'm literally saying that just because I literally have people in the comments every single day that tell me like, Hey, Nick, I don't see anyone else talking about this. I've had tons of people message me and say, Hey, Nick, I paid like thousands of dollars for this specific course from this specific YouTuber in the Facebook ads niche. And he didn't even touch or she didn't even touch on what you taught in this free YouTube video. So that's, that's kind of like my structure and my strategy right there. And the way we create all of our content, I focus more around like just documenting my journey in the agency space. So like when I learned broad targeting and how to effectively use broad targeting, I started making videos on it. When I learned how to effectively create ads that convert, I started making videos around it. Then when I like really dug deeper into consumer psychology, I started making videos around it. And like right now, all my videos are around consumer psychology because that's like what I'm currently going through and implementing in my agency. And I literally just give everyone the same value at that level of how I'm understanding it, which allows me to teach things in a way that like, I like to break things down as simple as possible. That's what kind of makes me an effective teacher. Cause there's a few other people in the Facebook ads that they talk and use these such big words that is just like, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> so the amount of times I've, I've had the, it's, it's insane. Yeah. So I find with being an effective teacher, it's, it's being able to create a lot of analogies and also being able to create a lot of like just dummy things down in the simplest way. And that's what can make your content a little bit better as well, because now it's not like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Wait, what did you just say? Scroll past you. <laughs> yeah, dude, I actually got this book the other day. Um, it was a recommendation. It's called Super Thinking. Um, it's got a, it's, it's called the big book of mental models. And it has helped me a lot with creating those right analogies or those great, I guess, paraphrasings of the way that you wanted to explain like a very detailed and complex topic. It's like, how can you explain the the Facebook algorithm? Well, it's like, well, here's a better way of explaining about how it actually works and something that everyone can understand and everyone wants to do that. But it's like, how do we, how can I achieve that same goal? It's like, well, work with me and I'll help you. So, yeah. you know, I, I love that because you know, I know you're in the email and SMS space and, um, you know, you also deal with a lot of copywriting as well. Yeah. And an effective copywriter is one that knows how to dumb down the copy to be able to articulate thoughts to people. So that book right there, like amazing book on even taking it from a perspective of copywriting. Like, I love that. I'm about to get that book too. Yeah, dude, absolutely. But going back to that main strategy that you just talked about, you're essentially taking all the people that would be interested in you know that one trick that's going to help me scale my ads but you yeah. pat the angle is what drives the curiosity for a person to click for them to scale their ads but the vehicle of how they're going to be doing it is this more intricate detailed way like for example the uh the interest or 
it wasn't the answers, but like the angle of the the creative that you're talking about there, yeah, is what's going to get them there. And otherwise, they wouldn't have known about it if you didn't go for that wider pool audience. Absolutely, absolutely, because they would have never known to search for it. You know, at a problem aware market, um, in the five stages of market awareness, problem aware market is purely people who aware of the problem they're having, but they have no clue of the solution. So I could sit down and make all these high detailed videos of like with very specific titles. I would have a tenth of what I have now in views because I'd be going after such a small market. Mm-hmm. So that's that's why I try to appeal to people specifically in the scaling the Facebook ads niche. That's what worked well best for me. I, I talk to, a, I do a lot of sales calls and all my sales calls come from YouTube. I don't do any outbound reach or anything like that. And always ask like, hey, what did you search for? And it's all like, how to get three extra hours on Facebook, how to scale Facebook ads, how to spend more on Facebook. And that's great. That's what I want because I want people already actively spending on Facebook, but their problem is, is they're stuck. They can't figure out how to spend more or they can't figure out how to make their ads more profitable. That's what I want as a client. That's a perfect client for me. Yeah, absolutely. And the great thing about YouTube is all the leads that do come through there are very intent-based. So they're looking to solve a problem and it's like, hey, here's here's the problem solution or here's the solution on a silver platter. And then they're like, oh, okay, yeah, let me just book in a call. This is a no-brainer. I learned everything I need to know in this 20-minute YouTube video. But the the problem that I see with YouTube, and you have a way better upload schedule than I do, that's for sure, is like, how do you keep up with the increased, I guess, like, like the burnout? Because I've done content burnout before where it's like I released a lot of great stuff, a lot of great information, and then I'm just like, shit, what do I write about now? Or like, what do I publish now? How do you get over that as a creator yourself? Yeah, that's actually a really great question, Yeah, This is the core reason why I had so much inconsistencies back in the day. Um, and I used, I used to run gaming YouTube channels. So like, this is my first actual like, well, I had a gaming, a few uh, gaming YouTube channels. Um, I had a crypto channel where I would literally just, I would literally just recreate every single crypto video that was getting views. And I mean, I would, I blew up quick, like a thousand subscribers in like two weeks. Okay. Mm. But I didn't like it from a moral perspective because I wasn't even active in the crypto market. I was just simply coming, taking news articles and reposting them as a video in a video format. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I was making money off of the people clicking the referral link to Binance and all those Coinbase stuff uh, like that. Um, then I did vlogging for a little bit and the vlogging was cool where I was daily vlogging. And then I think I did it like 90 days straight. Um, those are actually still active on my YouTube channel right now if you go way at the bottom. But then, then you know, again, inconsistent with those things. Um, and then finally, I'm consistent with the Facebook ads. And now I'm even kind of depositioning myself. Like I'm going to be in Facebook ads in the next couple of years, but I'm also depositioning myself more from Facebook ads, more to just marketing fundamentals. Okay. Because mm. um, I, I do provide a very interesting perspective to the marketing fundamentals that I don't see any other YouTube talking about right now. Um, and that's where I'm really trying to gain my traction at. So a couple things. One, you need an editing team. Like, there's no way in hell I could, I've been uploading for two years consistently now, three videos a week. Um, and there's no way in hell I could have done that without editing team because I was spending, um, hour to plan a video, 30 minutes to film and three hours of editing, you know, hour and a half of editing, hour to render 30 minutes to upload. So that's three hours, three videos a week. That's nine hours a week I'm spending. Okay. Nine hours a week. 
times for 36 hours a month. Basically, one whole week is just dedicated to YouTube. In that case right there, okay? Mm -hmm. um, I charge $500 an hour just to consult with an e-com brand. I mean, it's $4,500 a week, basically. I'm I'm, I'm burning. spending all my own money. Burning, yeah. okay? And I paid a YouTube team. I paid a YouTube team literally $1,500 a month, and they're stoked, super happy, and they do an amazing job, okay? So find a YouTube team. It's going to obviously make you more money if you're in a, you know, feel like us, you're going to make significantly more money because now you can focus on high ticket stuff, not, you know, editing content. Um, that's a big thing right there. Second thing is I'm a super big fan of batch recording. Um, I like to batch record one week's of content at a time. I've tried batch recording a month of content at a time. I've tried batch recording two weeks of content at a time. I find one week at a time is perfect. Okay. Um, it usually takes me four hours a week. I'll spend like Friday afternoon from one to 5 p.m. I just sit down, I plan it, I plan in my content for about an hour, hour and a half. I sit down, I film the three videos, and that's it. Um, and then recently I started doing shorts as well. And my shorts literally take five minutes to film. What I'll do is, is I'll take my three videos I filmed for the week and I'll just find 60 seconds from each of those videos of a talking point and just do one talking point. Cause that's also a big thing with shorts is that you just want to stick to one talking point. If you try to do too many talking points in a short, uh, it actually just to consume at once. Yeah. 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 So, so that's, what's been able to be consistent for me, but that's just more from a technical perspective. Um, I think from a perspective of, um, you know, just looking more into what you're talking about. Um, like, what are you creating content on? Like, I'm very passionate and love marketing in that aspect right there. So like, I always come up with new ideas. Just like I said, like literally because I'm fully transparent with everything, that's what allows me to have so many ideas in that case right there. Um, whereas like, if that's the only reason why like, I don't want to do a course because if I did a course, then it's going to be like, oh, well, wait, is that too much? You know, would I be disrespecting people in the course? Like, that's why I, I don't want to go the course route because I want to be able to provide that value. And literally just every time we have a win in the agency, every time there's a problem we overcome, um, every time we learn something new, like those are my three pools, like content ideas. And like almost every week I get those ideas. Like just this week, I've already gotten two ideas for when we film tomorrow. I also recommend keeping a log book of all the different ideas as you get them. So that way, when you do start having that burnout of not knowing what to film, then boom, you have those ideas right there. And a second thing is you can also take a video idea, you know, maybe a video you filmed last year, you can also also create updated versions. So like I did a mm -hmm. Facebook ads tutorial 2022, well, I already did a Facebook ads tutorial 2023. So you can do year over year videos like that. You have some of your evergreen contents, like what they like to call it. Um, but then you can also take content ideas and try new angles at that specific idea new headlines around it. Um, you know, if you take a video, Facebook ads tutorial 2023, you could literally take that same video, create a new version. That's five tips of running Facebook ads in 2023. Yeah. So that also helps a lot. And I know a lot of the, the big YouTubers do that a lot right there. Um, so that's, that's a big thing I would say with constant burnout, tactical team, batch recording. Um, but then the, from the mental side, just having something that you actually thoroughly enjoying to talk about and you're also thoroughly active enough in as well dude absolutely for me i kind of had the i had those same exact strategies on the twitter side because once i've started to run out of content on the twitter side it's like okay what did i publish last month or two months ago that went really well and then okay what can i go deeper how can i go deeper into that topic or 
how can I rephrase this topic to be a more detailed um, analysis of the same exact thread or auto DM or whatever it is. When it comes down to the actual videos that you have been putting out for the last two years, like how many, like how many booked calls do you actually get from videos that are like two years old that are just chilling on your YouTube channel and someone stumbles across them? Are you looking for more of just like total booked calls like on a monthly basis or like more so just like how effective has those old are those old videos are as effective as the new videos like where do you see like the call book percentage come from you know that's a good question right there because i still haven't found a system that's completely like besides asking them i don't have a solid system um to basically say like hey this person came from this video yada 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 i got some for you to, to help out with that actually yeah, I, w- I would love that. I would love that a lot. Because like right now, it's just like, oh, cool. We came from a YouTube channel. Cool. W- w- what were you looking up in that case? Yeah, that's my biggest thing. But I know I had this one video that I would say up until like middle last year has been getting me leads, a lot of leads. And that's just how to run Facebook ads for clothing brands. And it was more of a case study. It was like a clothing brand that we scaled from zero to $600,000 in like three months or something like that. Wow. So... Yeah, and that was giving me leads for like two years straight. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's one. It's like a eighty twenty principle with the uh, with videos. Yeah, there's a few videos like case studies work well. I do find case studies work well, but what I find works even better is content that's already searchable because like no one's sitting down, and like if I'm a clothing brand and I want to scale my Facebook ads, I'm not sitting down and saying clothing brand case study hundred k. Like no one's searching that. Yeah. They are searching is how can I scale my clothing brands 100k a month? Mm. That's what I grow with Facebook ads for clothing brand. Correct. Correct. That's also what's made my content work well because that's where me and this specific YouTuber that this I'm consulting with, that's like the only point I disagreed with him on because he was like, hey, instead of saying clothing brands, just say Facebook ads. Like, yes, but that's not who I'm trying to appeal to. I'm trying to appeal to a specific group of people. Okay. So, Um, and I find that works well because yes, they're actively trying to search for something. And then if I have a clothing brand, I see you're running Facebook ads for a clothing brand and crushing it. Then obviously I'm going to want to work with you because you're obviously know what you're doing in that case. Yeah, absolutely. And to help you out with like having the calls traced of like which YouTube video they came from. I don't know if this is the cheapest solution for it, but you can have Hyros set up to where you can have individual links tracked via Hyros. You would have to have like a VA go through your entire YouTube channel and edit all the descriptions to be uniquely that specific video was the reference point. But there is a way where you can track the specific like call bookings via the UTM or via the the Hyros tracking link. Interesting. I'm off to take a look at that. Yeah. I know Hyros isn't the cheapest option for uh, attribution tracking, but it's definitely like if it's your main moneymaker. So why wouldn't you track that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, as you can further decide what videos and stuff like that. So, no, that's solid. I'm going to look into that more. Yeah. To close this out, what would you say are like the three biggest things people should focus on when it comes down to, I guess, growing their agency via YouTube? Because I I think you're like the, the blueprint of it all because you came from nothing to having a great, successful channel that has a ton of information while just using that as your main vehicle yeah um so consistency so consistency is super big um 
consistency, understanding what are people looking for, you know, that that's really big as well. Because I, I again, like what I find, you know, I have a buddy who's a, a realtor and he started his realtor page and started creating content. But the problem with his content was it was all about being a realtor. It wasn't about going in the home buying process and things like that. And I'm like, who's your, who's, like your, who's your ideal audience? Well, homeowners. I'm like, well, why are you creating content about being a realtor? They don't want to see that. So create content that reflects your consumer's mind. Don't create content that reflects your mind. I think that's where a lot of people get that. Oh, that's a cool idea. I want to go do that. I would, I would like... I would like that content. Yes, you would like that content. That means it's meant for you. It's not meant for your consumer. So focus more on consumer state of mind in that case right there. So be consistent. Create content that fits your consumer state of mind. Two, just bring value to the table. Like that's what allows me to separate myself because I have a lot of other YouTubers in the space teaching Facebook ads. But what allows me to separate myself is that I talk about things that not other YouTubers are willing to talk about on the Facebook ads niche. And because they have courses and paywalls and things like that, because I have an agency, I want to provide as much value as I can in a video because I, I even have people that work with me now because they watch my YouTube videos. Like I have people that walk, watch me now that literally had $500 a day e-com brand. And then now they work with me because they were able to alone scale up using my videos to 50 to 100K a month. That's where we're like them to be at when they come on board scale up to the portion through my videos and now they work with me because they realize the importance of outsourcing to a credible person i'll take them further that's something that's really big right there provide enough value and the key thing about providing enough value is to increase your watch time if you increase your watch time youtube's going to promote you over everyone else so that's also something big too you have to understand the youtube algorithm right there um which is like one, if someone searches for your video and they click on it and immediately click off, that's a bad sign on YouTube. If someone sits down and watches your whole video, you have a really long watch time, they like and comment on it, that's going to significantly boost your ranking on YouTube without even having to have a lot of views. A lot of people think, oh, it's ranked by the most views. No, it's ranked by watch time. It's ranked by how many satisfied viewers you are creating and YouTube ranks satisfy a viewer by time they watch the video that's all key things right there you need to look at and that will get you in a really good step forward uh, on the youtube career dude killer killer thank you nick for <laughs> coming on and spilling all the beans when it comes to your i guess main source of client acquisition so you're welcome, thank you you're welcome uh thank you thank you thank you aside from your youtube channel where else can people find you you can find me on Instagram, Instagram, Twitter. I mean, I, I don't post anything informative on Instagram. It's just literally just looking at my day in life. Um, Twitter as well. I'm I, I'm still in the middle of that boat too of Twitter. Like I, I try, I go on those like sprees of like sort of post a lot of valuable stuff on Twitter, but it's just like, I don't know. It's like if a tweet doesn't do good, doesn't take off, then it's like whatever. Okay, I'm just going to stick to my YouTube, get some evergreen. So. Uh, but you can find me on uh, Instagram and Twitter. I think it's just Nick Terrio underscore for both of them. Yeah, dude, Twitter's been a little a little slow over the last few weeks, or pretty much ever since Elon took over. It's been a little wonky. Things have, are a little haywire, but um, we'll see how it goes in the future. But thanks again, and uh, I'll see you in the next one. You're welcome, man. Thank you for having me on. Thanks again for joining us on the Scaling E-Commerce podcast. If you enjoyed it or learned something new, Remember to like, subscribe, and leave a review. It really helps out with the algorithm.
If you want email marketing tips delivered straight to your inbox on a weekly basis from yours truly, then check out the link below or in the show notes to subscribe and join my newsletter. If you're a D2C brand with at least 10,000 email subscribers and interested in starting a conversation to work together, then go to aspectagency.com and we'd love to chat with you. And if you want to stay up to date with anything email and SMS, just follow me on Twitter at Nikita Bakrushev or check the show notes for the link. With that said, I'm Nikita and I'll see you in the next one.